Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, our show that covers the best films of all time. I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at It's Me, Shani B. And I'm your other host, Cisco for Misfit Minded Media Reviews. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Misfit underscore Minded, on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit, and my website at MisfitMinded.com. Today, we are talking about another film that's turning 10 this year, 2014's Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Written by David Kep and Adam Kozad, directed by Kenneth Branagh, um, starring Chris Pine, Kevin Costner, Keira Knightley, and Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen it, it's based on the Tom Clancy novels, and the story follows Jack Ryan through his first official call to action as a CIA analyst. Um, all right. What do you think? 10 years later, give me your takes. Um, so yeah, this was a first time watch for me. I had never seen it. I gotta be honest out the gate. I'm not a like huge Jack Ryan person. I just <laughs> never will get into it, but it's just like, you, um, you know me, like I love Ethan Hunt. I love Bond. Like I, I'm into the action you know, mythos of some of these people, but just Jack Ryan, I just never took for me. I don't know. I've seen a number of these and I could not tell you what, who Jack Ryan is. And I don't know if that's like a part of the filmmaking and storytelling problem or what, but like, I've seen, I've seen the Harrison Ford ones, which I, I like, I think Same. they're, I think they're pretty good. Um, saw the Ben Affleck one. I did not like, um thought that was pretty lame which um, one is his the sum of all fears with uh morgan freeman is in there as well yes yeah. I, I never uh, saw that i always wondered i did i had no it idea has, it was a jack ryan movie <laughs> it has a lot of the same problems that i had with this one which we'll get into i want to talk about but so I'm, I'm thinking it might just be like even from the source like the tom clancy novels that this might yeah. be an issue because i keep running into i keep bumping up against some of the same things and just as a character like i'm saying i couldn't tell you who he, it just seems like an amalgamation of like action hero tropes yes. and and that's what i keep and for some people like harrison ford he can take those tropes and make it his own you know obviously he's the goat i just saw the Critics' Choice Award. They gave him a Lifetime Achievement Award, and it was. Yes. Did you see that? Do it charge, was, absolutely. Yeah, it was amazing. I thought he gave a really touching speech. He got choked up, like he's been doing in a couple of these like recent interviews because he's getting so up there. Sweet. And mm -hmm. I just thought that was a great moment. So shout out to Harrison Ford, the God. We love uh, you. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, I, I, this one was not for me. I, I feel like I'm gonna be the negative Nancy on this episode, like you were last week. On, Someone's uh, got to do it. <laughs> so um, I'm not sure like how deep you want me to get into it before you volleying it back to you or. I mean, I think, I think I'm, I think I actually share your position because I really wanted to like this movie, uh, especially after last week. Well, you had like, seen it before, man, right? But did, did you remember it? I just didn't remember it, like, at okay. all. I literally didn't remember it gotcha. at all. Um, you know, so many of the little details where I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, connected to a time in history I had no idea it was connected to. Because I guess I didn't, 
I guess I'd seen the Harrison Ford ones and I like those enough. I feel like mostly because it's Harrison Ford, not not because of Jack Ryan, to your point. Mm -hmm. Um, But I never really associated Jack Ryan in a post 9-11 world. And then this movie reminded me like, oh, that's what this movie was doing. It was like taking the The Jack Ryan. The sum of all fears does that as well. Um, yes. Very yes. nuclear post 9-11 fears. I mean, obviously in the title, some of all fears. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess I didn't I never really thought about that because I hadn't seen the sum of all fears and I completely forgot what this one was about. But it was an interesting way of like really squeezing in his origin here where they were like, he's at college when 9-11 happens and he's influenced by it. But it's not for a couple of years until he does this. And then something happens and now he has to like get his back working. <laughs> like the first uh, act of this movie was a really interesting smush of a full story because I guess they didn't know if they were or were not going to get franchise out of it. It just didn't feel like how the Harrison Ford ones do where they're a complete story. Jack Ryan's already who he is and he's getting to the beginning and the end of this adventure of his and off we go i i don't know i feel like this was a weird way to kick that kind of relationship off uh for Mm. for the character for me so i think i think it's the character not the actors but i have not read the tom clancy novels so i cannot speak (laughs) to the writing well yeah it's just like you you said squished and i feel like this movie if i had to pick one word like the whole thing just feels squished like that there might have been 20 or 30 minutes cut out of this thing that just like, yeah. you know, like you said, it's like, oh, shit, we're starting off a 9-11. Oh, now we're in a helicopter. Now we're in rehab. And it just keeps going on that pace for like a lot of it, especially mm-hmm. in the third act when it's like. You know, we're on this secret mission to steal this info, but then finally does something. But then and then they're successful, but not so fast because the bad guys are on their tail. And then Kira Knightley gets kidnapped and then he gets her back and then he has to go to New York. And it's just like, holy shit. Like, (laughs) yeah, it was so fucking much like it, it just like it doesn't give you any time to breathe. And like, I don't know. It's just like. Yeah, and, and when you're this generic with the filmmaking and the action and the characters, you need something. Like, you need something. I just was like, James Bond has that cheeky humor, you know, Britishness to it, at least. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. And Mission Impossible, like, we meet some of the team here, but, like, do we meet them as people? Right. No, we don't. But in Mission <laughs> Impossible, I know you have Benji, who's a smart guy. Yep. You got Ving Rhames, and who's on the comms, and you got, and it's like all these characters that have functions and purpose. And the only, I would say, supporting guy we kind of get on the good side is um, Costner, Kevin Costner. Yep. <laughs> and it's and and I thought that character was kind of weird too because like. At the beginning, he plays like that guy we've seen a million times where it's like, I'm, I'm picking you out, you know, to be my shadow recruit, you know, and just like yeah. shot very mysteriously. And it's like, I'm in the CIA. Yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. And, and so I'm like, okay, so that's going to be his it. He's just going to show up there and then disappear. But then it's like, oh, no, he's on. He's in the mission. He's his like, handler, yeah. per se. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah, he's I guess like a like... sniper. And it's just like. Every every person was like 
50 things and it's like i i know it's like very reductive to just have one person do one thing but then like this but it's is a what bigger world get. yeah when it's when you get to this part and it's like and especially for jack ryan it's like he's a smart guy but he's also a marine but he's also yes. he can think of scenarios he's very and he's, smart and he's a negotiator and and it's just like dude like what is he like he's you're making him jason Bourne when at the beginning he was like a numbers guy and like that yes and this is what i'm talking about for every jack ryan movie i feel like this has been the problem i feel like except for the harrison ford ones harrison ford has this amazing ability to be scared and still really strong to well, literally be like we talked oh, about that oh. in the fugitive remember yes like, he has that richard kimballness where yes. he can he can flip the switch off and on and i do think they um do enough to like establish that like he goes to europe like i like patriot games that's the one that i like yeah the patriot most. games is good yeah mm -hmm. and so it's like i remember that like he goes to europe and then like a terrorist attack happens and yep. and that sets everything into motion and then that's how he gets like sucked into the situation it's not yes. just like you know it like like i said this one moves so fast like even the relationship dynamics don't really get time to breathe or it's just like here and i and we that can get into that american that, accent <laughs> <laughs> yeah is this what we're gonna yeah. talk about it here nightly doing an american accent in this yes uh, yeah yeah before we talk about the performances i want to say uh, to your point about how the story unfolds and the pacing this is an interesting one because it's like Kenneth Brown has been directing for a really long time and I feel like he's so hit or miss for me and I don't know if so it's about genre or what, but this one is so interesting because when when that franticness is called for, like in the helicopter sequence at the top, I feel like it's really good. It's like very overwhelming. I can't really tell what's happening and I'm sort of like, whoa, shit. But I don't then we know. get into a really I, weird rhythm that's way slow, that doesn't match that at all. And we never see that again. We see like different versions of action sequences throughout this movie. Nothing feels consistent. It doesn't even feel like a Kenneth Branagh movie or something. I thought the helicopter scene was like, again, like just so, so cliche. Like I knew what was going to happen. He didn't love when he was like, oh. As soon as it was like, you gotta get your buckle on, man. I'm like, oh, so he's fucking dead. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Why happen. are you here? This yeah. is a dangerous detail. I know. I gotta serve. You know, yeah. like that. Th that very cliche. I just feel like the filmmaking portion that surprised me because yeah. that was more action than I was anticipating. But then they never. He didn't repeat it. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna use this kind of frantic camera every time Jack goes from being in like a chill experience and like kind of schmoozing to something bad happening. And that's the interesting thing is that like Harrison Ford's never schmoozing. You know what I mean? He's like, hey guys, respect all around. Oh no, Chris Pine is is too smooth. I feel like he's, he's, he's a Jack Ryan who sort of thinks, I'm cool, I got this. And then in the next second is like, oh my God, I'm freaking out, I'm freaking yeah. out. Well, that's, yeah, it's, 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 that's, that's the hard part for me is just like, they want us to be like, you know, he's, I'm out of my element here. He says it at one point, I'm yes. out of my element. And, but like every turn he, like you said, it goes smooth for him. Like we never see him in any real dire straits. Like, um, I mean, I guess at the hotel where he has the fight with the guy, like that was like probably the most in danger he was but then he like fixes that pretty easily takes him yeah, out I mean, pretty he easily barely got beat up <laughs> and then even with the Kira knightley stuff it's like 
I thought that whole relationship was so lame. Like, accent aside, it's, like, very one note. Like, I think you're cheating, maybe. And he's like, but I'm not. Let's get married. Like, it's just so, it was so, like, basic. And, like. Yeah, he was really bad at being a a a CIA CIA analyst. Like, you know, yeah, like, he had no. He was leaving the ticket in his pocket. He had no story for the ticket. It's like, guy, if you've been doing this at all for like 10 years or whatever, because they were like 10 years later at one point. And I was like, what year is it? We jumped years a bunch. (laughs) Um, I feel like he should have had he should have been more finessed or had a little bit more poise because he was handing information off. That's not something we've seen Harrison Ford do. Harrison Ford's almost always in the wrong place at the wrong time and needing to call upon his affiliation to the agency and work with them. Did you watch the Krasinski show on Amazon? I have, have you yeah. seen any of the show? Yep. I think that's Fuck, the one. I that's the one. And then um, there's one, the one with uh, Sean Connery and Alec Baldwin. I haven't seen that one either. The, the, oh, which one is that? Uh, fuck. Was, oh, um. What is it called? Is it um? Is it the Hunt for Red, Hunt for Red October. October? Oh shoot! Yeah. I've been wanting to rewatch that randomly. Like, just been in the mood for a that's naval a Jack Ryan. film. Okay, shit. Okay. Yeah, that's the okay. other. So, uh, besides the show and that, those are the two I haven't. Seen. I I hear that one's like the best one, if not like one of the best ones. Okay, the Hunt for Red shit. I gotta see that. Yeah, it's just randomly been in my mind lately. So I'm I gotta check that out. And Tony Scott. I mean, that's a Tony Scott. Yeah. Low key, we love our, Maybe. we love us some Tony Scott, <laughs> and also I, Alec Baldwin is getting, he's having a really hard time right now getting yeah, over my, this. Yeah, we might accident. want to put that on the shelf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. I mean, I ride for out. the poor guy. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's the meanest sweetheart of all time. Um, but yeah, okay. So you haven't really seen the show, and neither have I. I guess I just wonder what is the situation because. Uh, let's see who Ann Archer, the fabulous Ann Archer, is uh, Harrison Ford's wife in these films. And John I Krasinski was trying to determine. The show. So I guess they're all, they're all trying. I guess if you look at all the casting throughout, it's all they are trying to hit on that like desk jockey turned action hero guy because they're not guy. like they're not you know who would we associate with just straight action stars that are in right. This they're not Sly. Main role. They're not Arnold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I give them props for like trying that. But you know what's crazy? I was thinking as I was watching this, um, Chris Pine did another action movie that I saw that was just as generic as this. Um, I think the Contractor? Called the, yes. I think it was called The Contractor. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and it was literally like some of the same stuff of like he had, I think he had back pain in that one or something. And he was a former Marine in that one. And I was like, they can't even get like different action cliches like they're recycling the same action cliches with the same action star and it's like it's so disappointing uh, because the screenwriter for this wrote jurassic park like adapted a great movie that way and carlito's way and shit like david kep is is kind of a boss he's done a, a lot and so I, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, shit, that's who wrote Mission this? Impossible makes sense, though, because yes. I will say if I had to pick out one sequence that I thought was um, in terms of filmmaking, in terms of style and what this movie could have been, it was the heist sequence. 
which was yes, very the, like mission, maze of computer <laughs> very computer mission maze. impossible like you know having to like you got two minutes ryan like hurry it up and then like you know he's typing on the computer like furiously and yeah <laughs> yep. and then uh even kira knightley you got in there trying to distract yes Kenneth and costner having the scope and like watching all the entryways yeah i feel like i the CIA stuff I thought was kind of cool. Like, I like the idea of being like the CIA probably would hire this everyman person to just like watch financial records. They I feel like some of that stuff felt like it was kind of grounded. It just wasn't quite connected. It wasn't it wasn't as strong as it could have been in a lot of sequences. Maybe the TV show kind of has enough like the, I, I feel like maybe I haven't watched it, like we said, but maybe they flesh out more of the stuff like like what we're complaining about like that we're critiquing here that like maybe you know i always thought that it took jack ryan and made him into something more like buff because krasinski got like so cut when he started doing jack ryan and so well, i not thought, as much as they... jack reacher have you seen that guy that guy is <laughs> yes yes i have oh my gosh yeah, krasinski yeah exactly. still has some nerd vibes even when he, he's yeah he's now. the sweetest buff dude <laughs> yeah for sure um, but, you know, he got kind of jacked and I thought, oh, maybe they're trying to like have Jack Ryan be more a little bit more of an action star proper. And I, I don't know if that's maybe because we did hit a wall where it was like whatever Harrison Ford was doing with that every man we can't we haven't found anybody to capture it. So let's see if we can make Ryan just a hard action star. I do remember like Harrison he was on for Ford a while. Like in some computer offices, though, in those movies, too. So it's like. It's yes. a recurring theme with this character that, like, he's an office guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, he works that's... for the government. He's a he's a government uh, contractor or whatever you want to call it, agent. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, maybe that's perfect for Krasinski because he, too, is associated with an office, office. of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. Perfect uh, cover was that Jim Halpert was always in the CIA. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just imagining like looks to camera like awkwardly like <laughs> yeah oh there was a terrorist attack you know <laughs> yeah hey that, Pam that hey Pam is... did you get those secret codes I I needed <laughs> like... yes yes Dwight has been receiving messages slowly and that was actually truly a mission um Dwight's like yeah. where's my gun who hid my gun come on guys <laughs> guys I need it I need it right now I do feel like that's that's the bummer here is that I was waiting for an extra twist and this story also felt like really straightforward. You know, there wasn't any fun, subverted expectation. Oh, this is, this of, is AI, write me an action movie yeah. machine, like yep. down to like Kenneth Branagh as the Russian villain, you know, like. Dude, who, it, <laughs> the Russian just... villain who was so uh, one note. And, you know, like just, have, having this uh, backstory and everything, I was still like, but this is still nothing. <laughs> if you want to see a better uh, Kenneth Branagh Russian villain performance, watch Tenet. Um, yes. Because yes. I don't even really like that movie, but Branagh is bringing, like, I feel like he learned he brings it. from Jack Ryan and was like, I'm going to make this like a nasty guy this time, like a straight up yep. just villain abuser. Like, yeah. Getting was, it done. He was a piece of shit in that, and he stands out every time I watch that movie. It's just like, oh, God, you want to see this guy? I don't know yeah. what's happening in the movie, but I'm just like, man, I hate this guy. Like, that's all I know. <laughs> he's got it. Yeah, he's nailing it. Yeah, I mean, like, he was definitely trying to give that type of performance, 
And, you know, he was doing some backing that would make Darren Aronofsky really proud. But I do feel like there was a weird disconnect between the camera telling the story that was happening and just like looking cool and trying to capture like, oh, this guy's so scary. Like, I'm going to try to like shoot him in a way to make him scary. And I to your point about the sequences being the strongest pieces like that heist, I do feel like that's the weird thing about Kenneth Branagh is like in a rhythm. I love how quickly he does things. But when things have to slow down, they get so slow. Mm. Yeah, and even like I thought the the son being a part of it, like his son being out of nowhere. Like you're talking about a twist, like that was like the final twist of the movie, but like it wasn't even like them doing like great agent work. Like it was just like them in a van being like, guys, 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 think, think, think. Where who would it be? Who would it be? Like <laughs> like yes. improving. They're like riffing and <laughs> Fine being like, um, no, no, it wouldn't just be he wouldn't just send some guy he wouldn't know. It his yep. son, his son, when did his son die? And it's just like all this exposition dump of like and, Yep, and and that isn't mirrored in the filmmaking. It, yeah. it's just the frantic filmmaking again, not like how the way that when Harrison Ford is like coming to an idea as Jack Ryan, the camera is working from many different angles to help us all get to that idea. And I think maybe that's the only thing that makes a character like Ryan so interesting is we have to go inside rather than watch him portray something the way that like a more action with a capital A star just like muscles through. We have to watch it happen to him. We have to see him have the realization. (laughs) And Chris Pine's just like all over the place, like so running around and he's in these scenes. And I do feel like he his energy just isn't quite a Jack Ryan energy. It's nothing it's against him because I love him so much. I just but. feel like you need to choose, like, if you're not a suave Bond type or if you're not a smart agent type or you're not an action Jason Bourne type, like, what are you? Like, you, you just you have to pick like a lane. You got to try. You can't yeah, you got to try. You can't try and put 10 different traits into this guy and and unless you're again you're doing long form tv or something like that and you want to flesh out this person more or something like which again maybe they do that in the show i don't know but um other than like but yeah he just had the most generic like yeah the kira knightley stuff was just i was so out on that like when she Mm. i was like hoping like okay man maybe they'll go to paris and like that'll be like a cool backdrop and they don't even go to paris like they're in russia no they don't even really have a a kind of chemistry that like makes any of it make sense to me like I know that chemistry is like a hard thing to nail down, but it is interesting. I think the that accent might they were have paired together. Like, why, why make her do an American? Like, I just feel like just let her keep her accent. Like, she's a charming actress. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm thinking of like her and Pirates and her and Orlando yes. Bloom. You know, they have great chemistry in that. She's not forced to do an accent that's unnatural to her. Like, you know, <laughs> if you're focusing on trying to do this perfect accent the whole time, that could hold back that natural charisma that you need yes. when you're when you're falling in love with somebody. So I feel like that might have like I just I didn't see the need for it. You know, like she's a doctor in this whatever hospital like you can, yeah. she could yeah, be a British rehab. doctor that 
transfer like moved here to America. Like who cares? Yes. Many <laughs> British people go yes. to college in the United States. It is not uncommon. <laughs> yeah, when she first spoke, I was like in shock. I it literally hit me like a jolt. Like she's like, Yeah, I'm a third year medical student. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> Yes, yes. And like just in such a way where she was like thrown it away, just thrown it yeah. away. Her her choice of the kind of American woman she was playing yeah. was also so funny. <laughs> it was like it reminded me of like Valley Girl, like Mean Girls type of like yeah. inflection. Yeah. I don't know, like <sighs> like a, yeah, an attempt to be like, it's just me. I'm like cool even though yeah. I'm upper middle class, but I'm cool though. I'm still cool. And also, that did her come reaction... off really weird besides that like i just felt like her reaction to this situations were just like not realistic like if you're trying to pin down her realism or something like that like it was just like she goes to his hotel to catch him cheating or whatever right finds a mm -hmm. gun you know this is all pretty alarming stuff like yes. if you're finding it out your partner yep. has a gun really confusing and is, and a lot lying. to think about so then he comes in the room and she and he's she's like, OK, you need to. She basically is an ultimatum. You need to be honest with me now. At least meet me halfway or whatever. And then he says, I'm in the CIA. And she's like, thank God. And like gives him a hug. And it's like, I thought you were cheating on me. And I was like, that doesn't seem like the response that I would have. <laughs> like, no. Like, I mean, thank I, I God. Think, yeah. Thank God in the CIA, like you could die. Like I I don't know if that's like it's worth not great. Bad writing, right? Because yeah. like she also play is is served such a one dimensional character, oh, and that's awful. not how Ann Archer was. Like jealous partner. She, it was like jealous partner the whole time. And then Well, simple girl. She yeah. even when when he was like, What do you have to do next? She was like, Eye doctoring is my next subject. She said, Eye doctoring. What? Oh. What? Like, I don't understand, but her character was like, most characters in this story were thrown away, and hers was really flat. And I think, I love Kira Knightley, well, I feel like she still tried to bring and, charisma, her but... Her and Kenneth Branagh had more chemistry I was going to say, <laughs> it was with Branagh. <laughs> yeah, that's where the connection actually took place. Um, and Which was weird, because I do feel like Chris Pine's not like one of those action stars that you don't see falling in love. Like... Uh, I, I feel like uh, This Means War, that awesome McGee movie that's like a pretty fun kind of action rom-com. You really definitely see him connect to Reese Witherspoon. Like, you know, she's a rom-com person, so she's got a, a system in place to do that. But he is able to have a kind of chemistry where like there's a little vulnerability in him, even though he's like playing a spy. <laughs> well, that's and what I mean. I, like if you're going to. Yeah, like this movie could have used humor, I thought. Like even like those For moments, him especially with, with her and Keira Knightley, him and Keira Knightley, like definitely yep. they could have used some kind of like, you know, special humor that they have. And they're like, it just needed like if you're in and if you're not going to do that and you're playing it straight, like a straight spy thriller, then some of those like things that don't make sense for a character to do that's when they kind of work against you. Like for me personally, because I'm like, I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to read it what you're giving me. And then yeah. if you're giving me the straight spy thriller and but then these characters aren't making sense and everything is just like moving so fast that I yeah. can't comprehend it. It's just like then it starts to fall apart because it does so, feel yeah. like they like half asked the idea that maybe Kira Knightley was like a double agent of some kind. 
You know, she like follows his ass all the way to Moscow. Like, I- I'm sorry, but I'm not going to go to Russia for anybody, frankly. Uh, yeah, like when she tries to afraid. say like, he was <laughs> that like, my partner's you can- cheating. What did he say? He's like, she's like, he's like, yeah, you wouldn't like it. She's like, are you kidding me? Russia? Like, <laughs> seriously, when she yeah. said that I was like, what? this is not a real woman. <laughs> that's not a vacation spot. Like, that's not someplace you'd be excited for. Like exactly. when she said Paris, I was like, OK, yes, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I totally. thought for sure we would go there, too. And that was definitely a letdown. That, that was we, a like, bummer. They never went there. <laughs> that was a bummer um but yeah and then when you're talking about the double agent thing i mean even like i'm saying like it's ridiculous that they would make her go to this dinner with him i feel like if you're this is a real cia situation they would never put a civilian no, in that uh... position it doesn't matter if like they were like he's gonna know something's up like okay make some excuse she got fucking diarrhea or some shit like who cares <laughs> yeah, yeah she well no also he jet lag how- he doesn't like, know who she's going to be. And Gemma Chan is right there. She's in the van. I was van. thinking that too, but I do think his like security did have one line where they were like, we saw her check into the hotel or something. So they may know what she looks like. But even still, he could have just went by himself. Shit. He didn't need <laughs> he didn't yeah. need her like just make up an excuse like um I don't know, like she, I don't know. Make up an excuse. Like I just yeah, feel like that was ridiculous. And then you keep him uh, occupied while Gemma Chan busts up in there and steals the the codes or whatever. Well, like he I was guess, acting like, like he was drunk. Like why not bring yeah bring Gemma Chan and be like this like this is my side chick basically. Like I'm cheat like you know. Yeah, what my I mean? wife like, came to catch me cheating. He's basically uh, acting like a dirt bay already. So it's like what do you, you're not going to damage your reputation. Especially with <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, who seems like a bachelor himself. And it's like, they say, like, he loves women. The more married, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so good. <laughs> I mean, and then perfectly fits into that character display. And, like, Keira Knightley's able to work opposite of him. I just agree. I think it's, like, weird how she's got to do this accent and the weird way that she and Ryan are kind of written together. It just, it, it isn't the way that the dynamic he has with his wife in the older movies is. And is she yeah. supposed to be the same? I guess, like, does Jack Ryan have more than one wife or more than one partner in, in these stories? Like, is it the same wife no always, clue. just played by different ladies? I mean, I I was just putting it as, like, uh, like you said, like, I know Harrison Ford is married in those movies. So I just assume that, like, this is that girl. But I don't It could be different. I could be. I mean, I don't know. But no. I was just assuming that if it's like the same character through multiple books, like you would have the same spouse. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jack Ryan is not like a Bond. He is that average Joe in some way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, uh, <clears throat> Bruce Willis kind of nails the idea of like the average Joe turned like hardcore action star. Jack Ryan is the weird guy in the middle who like doesn't turn hardcore, but is still awesome. And I will yeah, say, too, though, like, weird. not to just pile it on this movie, like, that is one thing I didn't like about the new Craig Bonds, too, is that they tried to, like, s- same thing with this one, be so self-serious and make it more yeah. of a Jason Bourne. And, like, they were missing some of that fun element that I look for in a James Bond movie. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need it to be all out, like, silly, like the Roger Moore Bonds, but, like, 
at least gave him a gadget or two or like you know so, like they, they well, even he's... it felt like they were like scared to show him sleeping with women at, at one point Eventually, and i'm just like yeah bro come on got... like it's james bond here <laughs> like... exactly we all understand it and that's actually like what i thought was kind of a cool gift of what they did with casino royale where they were like bond is done with that casino and now he's going to be so like hurt good. And God. so I do feel like him having another relationship was fun. But Daniel Craig had that charisma. Like, yeah. the way he is in Casino Royale, if he was just allowed to stay that smooth with the ladies, and I don't think anybody... And him and Eva Green had crazy chemistry in that. Like, we yes. talked about oh, in our episode. Oh, I love episode. Ava Green so much, too. Yeah, they were great together. So it's like, I didn't, you know, I was willing to sacrifice that element because they were so good together you know it's like yep. so if you're if you're going to do that that's all i ask for like take me take me on your journey but in a good way in a different way a compelling way mm -hmm. um you know and it just dude like in no time to die it was so crazy to me that they had uh anna de Armas and it was like she comes in like a tornado and just takes over the movie. And then after like 15 minutes, to, she's like, bye, guys. And I was like, no, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, Bro, this is what I wanted, like more of this, less of the dour shit. Like, oh, man, it was, it well, was such I just a like bummer. The, yeah, the idea that Bond has has that romantic thing where like he's in love with a bunch of women because things don't happen. And I feel like in the Pierce Brosnan ones, he sort of has this money penny thing. He's got like this connection to all these women that he works with, but he's never crossed a line with. And that kind of keeps his ability to both have that uh, thing going with women who he's actually hooking up with, but also always have that as a part of his character. And Daniel Craig like didn't get to have that. It was like he's either in love with a woman or he is not. And these beautiful women come around and he doesn't do anything. Or yeah. he is now has like a kid. <laughs> I just feel like they they did make him. They grounded him so hard. Way and too he's much. supposed to be a playboy. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ethan Hunt is like kind of similar too, where, you know, he just has like relationships, like very yep. serious relationship guy. And he'll flirt with the with these hot women that he's surrounded by, mm -hmm. but they never Yeah, it's only a kiss for show... the mission that he ever yeah. gives up. <laughs> Yeah. And again, I'm fine with that. Like, you know, Tom Cruise is not the most, you know, on screen romantic guy, you mm -hmm. know, so it's like he understands. I think he understands that, too. So, like, he knows, like, people want to see the action. And I have more like work chemistry with Val Kilmer than any women that I've ever <laughs> acted with. against. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. I feel like so. we want a little bit of sexy with our danger, no matter what genre yeah. we're in, even if we're even if there's a lot of men. Like, we still just want a little something sexually exciting. God, and it's such I will a bummer because Kira Knightley could have done it. Like, they could have had. It's I wish not, she was a little it, more of a femme fatale, even if she was on his side, you know? It's not like that they picked the wrong people. Like, they both have charisma. You know what I mean? It's just like, I think it was the accent thing. I think yeah. they were, the, you know, the story was just too truncated. And it's just like, yeah. ah. Really flat, one-dimensional You had the characters. pieces. You had the pieces. And then even Brana, like like I said, we saw in Tenet, he can do a Russian bad guy really mm -hmm. compellingly and really scary. But, like, here he's just asked to be one note and just didn't, didn't work for me. Wasn't, I mean... I will say, like, his opening 
like his introduction was pretty was pretty funny to like pretty good where like he's getting the uh inject like the syringe in his arm yes and then he immediately just like slaps the guy and starts beating him <laughs> yeah kicking him so hard to be like this guy doesn't give a shit and you don't see his face either it's like shot from like the back of his head yes giving me thing, um you know pulp fiction vibes like being rames you know not showing his face just showing his arm with the tattoos on it i thought that was yep. a nice touch like so again there's some filmmaking stuff that I will, I'll say the other thing that stood out to me, too, if I was to give compliments to this movie, the the production design, they killed it. Whoever did the, the sets in this, I thought, like, at least it was... It looks good. It looks good. Like, you know, if you're going to shoot, like, these modern buildings in, inside of rooms a lot of the time, at least they were, like, cool to look at. It wasn't, like, green screen, you know, constantly. Yeah. Like, they feel lived in... And a lot of the times that uh, people would comment about the rooms like so I'm like, OK, so, you know, the the hotel bathroom fight like that was a whole character in that scene. Mm -hmm. um, Kenneth Branagh's like office, like he had that grenade just sitting there and then yep. he had the Napoleon painting. The cool rock wall behind with the secret door. Yep. So I thought I thought the sets were very like cool spy, um, you know, locations to um, but that's that's as far as I think I can go as as far as compliments. I don't know. Like, I feel like this was just a wasted potential. I'll say, mm. and I, it's not a surprise that they didn't do more Jack Ryan's after this. Like with Chris Pine, it probably yeah. didn't do well financially. Like, it's kind of. Uh, and I was gonna say too. Like, it's funny that between Lone Survivor and this one, you know, being like their ten year anniversaries, like to the week. You know, January is not a very good month for yeah. movies. So it kind of makes sense to me that like they they weren't the best. They aren't being the best so far because we are in the dumpuary month where studios are just like, Yeah, we know yeah. this movie's not gonna do well. So here you go. Like <laughs> Yeah, and I think they they both share having like so much potential, having so many good pieces, but just missing a single kind of thread to to really keep it neat and mm -hmm. yeah i think it's like a ripple effect for jack ryan where it's just not quite not quite strong enough and then everybody isn't able to be that connected because i also feel like chris pine and costner really never got to do meaningful scenes together where it was like i i am asking you to give your life truly and i am trusting you to keep me alive like they never had that interaction where it's like, I need to know you have my back because you're my handler and vice versa. Yeah, it was like Costner was doing the just like looking out in the distance, like, you know, performance, like at all times. <laughs> like, yep. yep. Yeah, like I'm so laid back. I just jacked this dog like, to I'm look I'm your normal. father figure or anything. Like it was just like basically exactly. just like, this is a job and you, we need you. So. Mm -hmm like yeah. So. yeah it's pretty lonely but it's yeah. just like how we it goes no worries yeah i did like i did like again talking about the location stuff like the scene where costner and him were meeting by the waterfalls or, or not the waterfall but the fountains yes and and, and he had the just like the golden retriever he and he's like you dog. brought your dog and he's like nah so it's on the way on my mission you know just took it from somebody and i just was like exactly. oh that, see that's a smart detail that i would never have thought of you know that like because he's like why else would i be outside and i'm like oh that's a good 
yeah, covering your tracks, you know, um, I was thinking like, what else could you could do? I was like, you could probably like smoke, but like, they don't want us to promote smoking in movies anymore. So classic dog yep. walking, dog walking. That's the, the safest. Next. Yeah, yeah, it's so the safest just... one. So it's just a funny image of like Costner, like sitting cross legged with this golden retriever next to him. And then Chris Pine, like sitting down, like with PTSD after killing this person, like yes. shaking his hands. Yep. <laughs> Yep. I mean, he it really just, tried to bring yeah. something honest to but this But the tone was just so, like, bizarre. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, that's asking for, like, us to be take him very seriously. But then just, like, the image of Coster and the dog was, like, kind of funny. Yeah, so Costner being like, like, don't take it so serious, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's just like, what, what do you guys want me to feel in this? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. These are two different interpretations of kind of what's going on and they're happening alongside each other. And I guess that's it, too, is that like they didn't quite have the chemistry you want, like that father, that mentorship kind of thing. Um, but I do love that when they finish that interaction, Costner doesn't take the dog. He just leaves it with Chris Pine. He leaves it. Well, he says, too, he's like, someone's going to you know wake up tomorrow happy that their dog came back or whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> but then when he leaves it i'm like is it just gonna go back home like what? yeah like pine's gotta take <laughs> it back he has no idea where you took it from um also i thought it was pretty funny when he was like the first person i killed was totally a bystander who came up behind me too quickly that was weird i was like too. what the fuck i gotta see that flashback dude come on that was weird yes very bizarre Not great not great um, but and again they play that the scene where jack ryan kills the guy in his hotel again like hit me in a weird place too because again i love bond i, I hate mm -hmm. to keep making these comparisons but like they take from these franchises so much yeah they're all so, a, like, a similar kind of guy just slightly different so like this is a staple in bond movies that like the person that drives him from the airport is always a bad guy or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? So like I kind of knew going into it, like this guy is going to be bad. And then when they finally reveal it, like um, again, it gets played so seriously. Like when he kills him, I was like, okay, are they trying to make like a waterboarding comparison here? Because he like puts his head underwater. And he drowns him. And he drowns him, which I, I didn't expect either. I thought he was going to like let up at the last second. And Same. Like, he, and didn't then, even, he wasn't even like, who do you work for? Like yeah. literally nothing. <laughs> I was very confused by that choice. Like, okay, he just straight up, he didn't like knock him out. He straight up kills him. And then yeah. like they just clean it up like nothing happened. And it was just... Again, some of these choices were just real weird. Yeah, yeah. The CIA like does some real freaky stuff. It's very pro-American, but like it's not making the CIA look great, I gotta say. No, no, certainly not the same kind of like worship that we see in a movie like Lone Survivor that's really trying to like honor this yeah. thing. They're we're looking at and maybe even Jack is trying to see how the CIA is actually like bad or yeah. experiencing it negatively when, you know, he felt such a call to arms after 9-11. And it's funny, too, that, like, in the sum of all fears, like, they straight up go nuclear war at the end, from what I remember. Whoa. And, like, it's okay. just so it's just so funny that the stakes of this one, like, uh, <laughs> I wrote it down, but, like, Chris Pine's like, you know what's going to come next? And they're like, well, he's like, the second Great Depression. <laughs> that's right. There's going to be like, another. And, oh, that's the also, stakes. Like that's. I, I was like in my head. I was like World War Three, and then he goes 
the second Great Depression. <laughs> exactly. Especially because we all know as Americans that we we had just come through a legit recession like like five years earlier. Before so this. Yes. That's exactly was, right. We'd already yeah. just gone through like what a lot of people thought of as Consider, that. So yes. <laughs> exactly. To sort of be like, it was very it's bizarre. that. It's like, whoa, you missed it. We're we've already done that. Can't can't just be that, you know? Yeah. I even had on even with Lone Survivor too, I saw some uh critics being like, you know, this is basically a you know, Navy sign up video or something like that. And I was like, I don't know. Like when I saw that we after we finished watching that, I didn't want to sign up for the Navy. Like Me fuck neither. That. No way. No thank you. There's I only one not. guy that survived. Also, in just the first ten minutes when they were showing the real footage, I was like, this is really exciting for these guys, but like I'm out. I'm already no thanks. So and then, I don't same know. thing for this. It's like if, if I don't know if people thought that think that this is a CIA recruitment thing, but like his relationship sucks. This dude's got PTSD. Yeah, being like, at work. He's always like overanalyzing shit. Like, I'm just like, yeah, it seems like a horrible job <laughs> that I would not want to have. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Yeah, I'm yeah. not interested in signing up. Yeah, I guess like there are definitely uh, movies that do it better. To your point, you know, Top Gun is a better example of like oh when God. the military looks really awesome. And we did do two movies that sort of show when it doesn't quite look awesome but is still exciting, is still life and death, is still yeah. all the things that those movies are, except not awesome. That That is yeah. an interesting thing. Well, on to, Top Gun, that was to, a fact that like after that movie came out, a lot of people would try to be pilots after that. Like, exactly. That's, that's just true. Like, but that's that story not even makes more theory. sense. At the end, yeah. we're like, yeah, a miracle. Yeah. And the guy is well, like, yeah. I am you know, this kind of character. That's not really Jack Ryan is not the everyman the way that a Maverick kind of is. Dude, um, someone posted the end of Top Gun Maverick on Twitter today, and when uh, you know Tom Cruise like hugs Miles Teller and it's got like the score in the background, and I just was like, God, we we had it so good when that uh, movie came out. That shit was so good. so good. I mean, it's a great reminder that like the formula for a movie still works it but it's also a good reminder that like it's not easy to nail that formula because this movie and lone survivor both had all and the Tom right Cruise pieces knows knows himself he's had action failures like in his career yeah he's you know, been paying like, attention so, but he's got the formula so down now that it's like i can't imagine him you know doing a misfire like every mission impossible movie i'm there opening weekend you know dead record yep. R2, let's go. Can't I wait. gotta see how it's gonna end here. I gotta see. <laughs> I know. There's rumors that could he, he this could be the last one. I, and I, I mean, I, he's starting to get to a place yeah. where it's just sort of like, dude, you don't have to do it. Like, please right. be there still. But I like I don't want to watch you die on film for reals. I really yeah. don't. <laughs> oh, but there it's just so good. I just don't want to see him. It's like it's like like i guess how some people feel about fast and furious or it's like yeah let's keep going i'm like that's how i am for mission impossible Not yes <laughs> like, yes but i feel like it's a good it, it's a good it's a good reminder that like a character is not always easily picked up, even if we like the character because sometimes it was the actor that made that character as yes. likable 
And I do yeah, think I that's like I hope they don't ever do a new, another Ethan Hunt because it's like how do you replace that man? Like exactly, you can try to find Tom somebody Cruise. that stands alongside of that character, but you can't. Ethan Hunt is Tom Cruise. You know, Dominic Toretto is Vin Diesel. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I did hear too, like speaking of like Jack Reacher. Because that Tom Cruise played Jack Reacher in the movie. I remember. Yeah, two movies. Uh, you got two, two out of there. Two movies that the show is a lot better because it's closer to the books. The books? Than, than mm. the movies. Like, And that's why that guy that's like six, five and like jacked. like yeah, exploding that, from his own clothes. <laughs> that That's what Jack Reacher was supposed to be in the books. Like is how, how he's written, not Tom Cruise. <laughs> not Tom Cruise. I mean, but that's, I, that's the movies. You know, I that's like, the movies. Exactly. I like Tom Cruise being like, what if I still try to make something work? And honestly, I do like the filmmaking of the first Reacher. Like, I'm, I know it's unpopular, but I'm a fan the, of the first who one. Who was the lady in, was it? Rosamund. Rosamund Pike? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Queen Rose. Yeah. Who was yeah, in the sequel? I, I'm sure. The sequel I'm... was Colby Smulders. And the That's sequel right. has the yeah. same problem that this one does. It like smushes a movie into the top. It It's doing way too much. And yeah, I feel like if the show Reacher works better, then probably the show Jack Ryan works better. Because these are books, or these I, are like characters I heard good with things a million about, books. I heard good things about when like Krasinski was first doing it, that like it was a good show. So like, I, I imagine. I mean, someday when I run out of time, or, or I mean, run out of shows, I'll, yeah. I'll pick that one up. <laughs> I'll pick that one up. Same. Yeah. Nice. All right, cool. Yeah, I guess uh, any anything else you want to mention before we wrap it up? Any any sequences that really stuck stuck out uh, stood out other than like the bathroom, which I totally agree with. I did like. Uh, again, this was like a whole separate movie, but like the um, Kenneth Branagh's son just kept shanking people randomly. I thought that yes. was like every, every time I was that like, was oh cool shit, knife. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he just like put it back in his his wrist and. Again, he had his own movie in America, basically going on. That it was just again a lot to juggle. Where it's, uh, but maybe again the show, that's like a whole. You could see where that would be like a whole thread that they could do, where they have yeah, it like was the sort of like he has two villains that that are mm-hmm. after him, but one we none of us find out about until like the last second. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's about it. I mean. For an action movie, I will say this was very light on the action. And, and you know, in the drama, we already talked about how it didn't deliver on that, too. So, you know, no. when you're a two-hander and you, you don't deliver on both hands. It's not good. Not good. It's true. Yeah. And, and the same goes for, like, I think the kills, too, is that, like, the all the kills in here are just sort of, like, uh, the only time they're cool is when all of a sudden it starts to get exciting. And even those are not like amazing stunts or something in the kills. They're just they're just kills. You know, this guy is being a spy, too, except he pulls no punches and kills everybody. And yeah, we didn't we like barely saw Chris Pine have to do more than kill the one guy. He didn't even really fight with anybody else after that. Yeah. Um, barely. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this is a this was an interesting one to choose. And I, it's interesting to revisit two movies that are from the same time that both came out in the month of January and to really look at what happens when we watch a movie that like wasn't a blockbuster or something. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I think, you know, there's some people I know that they only go for the 
critically acclaimed movies or popular movies. And I do feel for them on some level because you're insulating yourself and you mm. at a certain point, I mean, this could just be me, but at a certain point you don't appreciate good things when you see them anymore because you're mm. just like spoiling yourself. And so like, even when I watch something that's like bad, you know, like Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, I learn lessons from it because I'm just like, okay, this is what you don't do. These are some of the mistakes that yes. you can run into when you're trying to make an action movie. Like you have a formula down, but you don't do anything that stands out in any significant way compared mm -hmm. to like a Die Hard or something like that, um, which we've yes. talked about. Or Well, um, everything has to be at the same level. If your performances yeah. are really high up, then so does the filmmaking, then so does the writing, then so does the score, then so does the makeup. Everything has to sort of be at the same level together. And yeah. I think it's even something as simple as like one or two scenes that aren't that strong in the writing that can create a ripple where one or two scenes aren't so strong in the directing. And then we're just off to the races in this movie stunting itself uh, because there isn't that cohesiveness. Um, yeah. I don't I still don't know where that magic is, but I, I agree. I love to watch a movie that's like, quote unquote, bad because it was the best they could do anyway. And there's a lesson in that, I think. I just was reminded of like the whole marriage subplot of the movie. <laughs> which again, we did the just... whole dance for him in the cab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did the performance. <laughs> it's is true. that the only reason you asked me to marry you so you could tell me you were in the CIA? <laughs> I guess. I mean, <laughs> that was confusing to me because I, I was also thinking, like, they're showing me a flashback. Like, he really did ask her and she said yes, no for some reason. I was reason. very what confused the hell's about going that on? flashback. Like, exactly. why even put it in there if it's not real? Like, it was... I don't know. I, I can't I, I can't it. answer these questions. <laughs> and you know what? If I ever get to meet Kenneth Branagh, I think... Rather than talk about Belfast or any of the movies I really admire that he's done, it's going to be Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, that I interrogate him on. <laughs> yes, for Russia. I did awesome. this for Russia. Yes, it was. Yes. Uh, all right. Anything else before we skedaddle out of here? No, that's it. I know you got to okay. go. Cool. Well, that wraps it up for us. Let's remind the people where they can find us. Uh, get your fix and follow the show at We Stay Buff on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, uh, and Twitch at The Buffs. Follow me at Misfit Minded on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Blue Sky on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit and my website at MisfitMinded.com. And I did just uh, do an episode um, for Movie Lovers Unite uh, where we reviewed Last Action Hero. Oh, uh, the best. I love that fucking much movie. better action movie than this one. So you want to hear us speak out about Arnold and uh, 90s action movies, definitely check that out. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, make sure to take us for a ride and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple. Please leave a review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. That's what we're after. And you can follow me on all the socials at it's me, Shani B. I can't wait to check out that episode. Um, it was fun. Thanks. It was fun. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time for another edition of Movie Buffs. Stay buff.